Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. First up, we have Sandy Wiener from Monday's show. Sandy, if you wouldn't mind, help us illustrate how maybe not following your yes can, well, it can undermine a partnership. So what I'm going to ask you to do is tell us a story of maybe there was a time when you didn't follow that yes, that intuition, that gut feeling. Maybe you didn't even realize at the time that it was there, but now looking back, you're like, holy cow, there was, my gut was totally telling me what to do and I didn't do it. Tell us about that time. What happened? So I'm going to take you back to when I was dating my husband um, my soon-to-be husband. First of all, he moved really quickly, and that felt like a big no to me, but I didn't have the courage to have a firm no. And so I slowed it down a little bit, but we're talking, instead of getting engaged in four weeks, we got engaged in six. (laughs) It's like when I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, what was wrong with me? And I also saw some red flags. Um, One of them was the way that he was with his parents and some of the decisions that he was making. And 
they bothered me, but I didn't have the clarity that I have today about that firm line in the sand, no. So they were like, eh, maybe not deal breakers, I'm not sure, but they didn't feel good in my gut. And those are the things that came back to bite me throughout the marriage. And uh, so I learned how important it is to really listen to your gut. And um, I've actually recommended books to clients about how to spot a dangerous man. Um, there's actually a book about that for for men to spot a dangerous woman too. Because for people who don't have that clarity, it's really important to be able to say, hey, this this is not good. <laughs> Walk away from this. So now I know, and now I teach that, but I didn't know it back then. That is a great, great example. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's flip this around. You talked about, obviously, you didn't have that skill set, that recognition back then, but you do now. So if you wouldn't mind taking us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. What happened then? So I'm going to talk about my TEDx speech for this one. Uh, so I had this opportunity to do a TEDx speech. My friend and I were walking, and I told her about Brene Brown's TEDx speech, and and she had never heard of TEDx. The next day on Facebook, she sees a post that friend of hers posts that says she's putting together a TEDx conference. Does she know anybody who is passionate about something? And she goes, oh yeah, my friend Sandy, she's really passionate about helping women with their dating. And so we connect and she says, just give me a brief summary about what you would want to talk about. And I gave her a summary and she goes, okay, you're in. And I'm like, what? How How did that happen? Now I'm petrified. I said yes, because I'm so driven and I'm so passionate, but I'm freaking out because I don't know how to speak in public. And I just imagine I'm going to forget all my words, I'm going to sound terrible, and I'm going to embarrass myself on a TEDx stage, which was huge. So I had that moment of help. (laughs) I'm going to quit. And that's when I hired the coach to help me to organize my speech, to create my speech and focus. And I joined Toastmasters, which has really changed my life. And now I'm an officer at Toastmasters. So this was two years ago. And now I'm speaking on a regular basis. In fact, I'm going to Florida next week to Michael Port's Heroic Public Speaking Conference because I want to take my public speaking to the next level and really get on bigger stages. So saying yes to that scary, scary, way out of my comfort zone thing gave me the confidence to keep pushing the boundaries of my comfort zone and and make my life so much more exciting and inspiring. I love it. And what I, I love most about all that is you gave such a great chain of events. You said yes to one thing. It scared the bejesus out of you. <laughs> you said, okay, what do I have to do now? Oh, I got to say yes to something else that I know. I need help. And that led to more speaking engagements, so on to where you're now actively looking to expand that as part of your life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what happens when we just pay attention to the yes and follow it. Thank you so much for sharing those, Sandy. Thank you. On Tuesday, we had doctors Joy and Roy Martina join us from Bali, Indonesia. And they actually explained that there are three levels of processing that happens in following your yes. Check this out. 
So, Joy and Roy, to help us illustrate how, well, when you don't follow your yes, you can actually undermine a partnership, would you please share with us a story of a time when you didn't do that, you didn't follow your yes? Maybe at the time you, well, you didn't even realize it, but now when you look back, you, you had a very clear yes. Your gut was telling you what to do, and you still didn't do it. Can you share one of those times for us? Yes, I would love to. And this is a business story where I was uh, starting a business. Everything was working fine. And then we wanted to grow faster and we were looking for an investor and we found one. And what happened was the investor just took over. He was just in control and his rules were one we, we followed. And he, you know, he was a seasoned investor. He was a multimillionaire and seven businesses and so I thought he was like a demigod and that he knew everything better than I did. But when he presented his plan, it was about, you know, uh, something that totally went against my, my gut. It was, you know, starting with big dads, big offices, hiring a bunch of people. And where I come from, you know, as a medical doctor, you grow organically. You don't start like that. But, you know, I thought that he knew everything better than I did because he was the real businessman and I wasn't. And it took five years of hard work just to come over that. And he would keep saying, oh, it's normal to start with that and blah, 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 and that kind of stuff. So what I've learned is that to trust your instincts. So when we started together, we didn't follow his rules. We followed our gut, and we did exactly what we needed to do. So it was a big, big, uh, painful experience, and it caused me to work much harder than ever before in my life, already almost to the point of burnout. And just because I let someone else took over of whom I thought he would know everything better than I did, and it wasn't true at all. Yeah, and, and my story is slightly different. It was, uh, I'll take one from, from my very young years. So I had just graduated and to, to start at university, and at that time I was studying media sciences and communications. And uh, from the university, I got a job offer to leave the city that I was living in and to work for a really, really big ad agency. There was a mentor there who totally believed in me and said, okay, I, you know, I'll offer you a job. All you need to do is pack up your stuff and come. And although it was such an enticing offer and everything in me said, yes, you should do this, I was just too scared. I could not figure out how I would be able to do that, how I would be able to leave my family moved to a different city, and yeah, I was just scared shitless. And now looking back, I, I see that another colleague of mine then, of course, jumped for that chance and rose right to the top of the advertising world, and yeah, that could have been could have been me. Um, so I, in a, what part of me really regrets not have been that courageous, and the part, other part of me says, okay, but who knows what good came out of it, because maybe I wouldn't have gone for coaching and, and the healing work I'm doing now. So I'm at peace with it, but I do see that that was a missed opportunity. And what I've learned now is to, even if I feel the fear, jump and do it. If everything in me says yes, still just feel the fear and still do it. Thank you. That, that, that is such a great example. Both those stories of, you know, the impact of not following your gut. And as Joy, you just mentioned, sometimes following your, your yes is uncomfortable and there is fear and i would say it is 90 percent of the time <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely an element of fear. 
Yeah. So let's flip this around. Take us to a moment when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. What what happened then? Oh, well, I'll, I'll take that was the start of my, my relationship. So at the beginning, when, when we met, I was still living in, in Salzburg, Austria, a beautiful, picturesque little city. I had had my business for three years. It was thriving. I had everything set up. I was very happy there. But everything inside of me said that it's now time to leave and to move at that time to Holland to be with Roy. So I gave up my business. I gave up everything that I had built up in, in the city and left to move to Holland to be with the love of my life. And it was one of the scariest periods in my life. I had no idea what was going to happen. It was a total jump into icy cold water without any swim ring. But it was the most beautiful and the most rewarding experience ever because I, yeah, I got to be with my true soulmate and the love of my life. So that lesson for me taught me that whenever I feel that strong yes in me and my heart is jumping up and down with go, 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 I do it, even if it scares me. I just breathe and say, okay, we will figure out how all I need to do now is to know, yes, that's what I need to be doing. And actually, my story is actually pretty much the same. Giving up my business, uh, which was a really very successful business, and then to follow your heart. And and having to deal with a staff of 30 people, trying to explain them, you know, that this is what I have to do. And then, of course, none of them was, were really happy and very angry and upset. And we still had to work like a year together. And to really go through that and to remind yourself why you're doing it and, and what you're going for. And that, you know, in the universe, everything is part of a bigger plan. And to know that each one of them eventually will find another job. And we even help them with them looking for the jobs and all of that. And even though today everybody's back on the feet, I still have contact with some of them. You know, it was one of the best things I've ever done that went against my, you know, experience of building up a business and let it go. But in the end, it was really for the best. So I think what maybe both our stories show is that very often our rational mind will not agree with what our heart says. So if we have that strong yes in our heart, it doesn't mean that all other parts of us are agreeing with that. And it doesn't mean that the path ahead will be that easy and smooth, but it does mean it's worth it. And I just want to add a little thing in there to make this very clear for everyone, because most people don't realize that we have three different levels of, let's say, processing. One, are, one is the brain, one is the heart, and one is the gut. The brain is where we have our rationale. There's our logical mind and creativity. The heart is really where our mission, our life mission is. And the gut, passion, right? Yeah, and that passion. And the gut is where actually our courage is. So the gut is what makes us move forward. And often we go from brain to gut and we just skip the heart while the heart needs to be actually the captain of the ship. And often in people it's the head that's the captain of the ship. And for people who are very um, impulsive, it's the gut that's the captain of the ship. So it's to be very clear who is in the captain of the ship and that will make a big difference in the choice that you make in life. So our advice is to follow your heart, then go to your brain to find out, okay, so how are we going to do this? And then we go into our gut brain where we say, okay, now give me the courage to follow through. So if we follow those three steps, then our decisions just become a lot wider. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Thank you for that. I wish I'd learned that years ago. Uh, <laughs> I tend to, I tend to be impulsive, so that's why I say that. Um, it would have definitely saved me a lot of difficulties and challenges over the years. Well. Joy, Roy, I want to thank you again for being on the show. You have been such an amazing resource and so generous in sharing your stories. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Ken, for having us. Yes, we really loved working with you. It was a pleasure. Wendy Newman, the author of 121 First Dates, joined us on Wednesday. And listen to what she's got to say about following your yes. So, Wendy, to help us illustrate how not following your yes can actually undermine a partnership. Could you share with us a story of a time when, well, you, you didn't follow your yes? Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had one, but now looking back, you're like, wow, my gut was totally telling me what to do and I still didn't do it. During my experiences on 121 First Dates, there were a few different times where I really should have listened to my gut because it wasn't saying yes, it was saying no. No, <laughs> Wendy, you're working too hard. You're working really hard to flip this guy. You're on double time trying to be entertaining and charming and attractive. And that's never a good sign. When I start overproducing to make that result turn out. <laughs> so mostly anytime, whether it was dating or whether it's business or in my personal life, if I'm having to work really, really, really hard at something, it's a good idea to check in with my gut. Because I'm usually, if I'm going against the grain, it is not meant to be. And it's, it takes time. I mean, I'm getting better and better at it and just checking in with my gut early to say, am I on track here? Is this the right path? But usually the right path, most of the time is fairly, it makes life fairly easy. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Absolutely. Going so, with flow. Yeah, yeah. So, Wendy, let's flip this around. Let's take a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. I had a clear yes with my partner, Dave. And I don't want to say that it was on the first date meant to be. I could tell it was love at first sight. I don't want to set anybody up for that because that's just wishful thinking at best. Um, but what I could see in that big yes was it was so easy. It was easy to be with him and it was easy to be myself. And well, when I'm in a space of easy to be myself and really able to be vulnerable in ways that I can shine in my vulnerability, that's a big guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and let me ask you, because what did that, I mean, clearly that led to your, you and Dave being life partners, right? Yes. And that's what's really interesting is when you follow your yes, even when it doesn't make sense in the moment, I mean, your description is one that did make sense, but sometimes you're like, I'm, I'm supposed to do what? It leads to more yeses. Yeah it opens the door to the next yes and the next yes. So even though one of them may seem really weird, when you follow it, it'll reveal why you had to follow it. So thank you. Thank you for what you just shared. Super helpful, Wendy. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, Ken. We wrapped up the week with Michael Russer on Thursday's show. 
And if you haven't already, go back and download his interview. It is an amazing story of survival and transformation. And he has some incredible things to say about following your yes and how they've made the life he lives right now the best it's ever been. Michael, what I'd love to do now is if you would help us illustrate how, well, when we don't follow our yes, it can actually undermine the partnership. And what I'd like is if you tell us a quick story about, you know, one of those times when you didn't follow that yes, and, you know, maybe you realized it then, maybe you didn't, we don't know, but your gut was clearly telling you what to do, and you just didn't do it, you ignored it. Tell us about that time. Yeah, it's there's been a few times. Uh, I, I've my dad would say this too that every time I didn't follow my gut, I paid for it, and uh, I certainly did in this case. And as I, I think we, we covered this also in more detail in the uh, in the interview we had, uh, I had a business back in the mid to later '80s, and I brought in a silent partner, and uh, uh, in addition to my gut, uh, many other people who actually knew better, kept telling us, you guys, even though you're friends, you really need to have a written agreement, uh, you know, at least from the standpoint of, of uh, disposition of the business once one partner or the other wants to leave or something happens to the other partner. And we kept putting it off, putting it off. And, uh, and my gut, every time we put it off, my gut was telling me, um, I think you really should be doing this. And it ended up uh, getting kind of nasty. Uh, when we did try to buy them out. And uh, ultimately, it turned out in my favor, but it's one of these things like playing uh, like playing eight ball. You know, we sunk the eight ball, but it went into the wrong pocket, uh, but we still sunk it. And it, it uh, I was lucky. I was very lucky. Uh, it could have been absolutely, it could have ended up in a terrible lawsuit. And so um, uh, that was one case where yeah, not listening to my gut um, brought um, a lot of pain. Yeah, I hear you. Well, let's flip this around then. Let's let's look at a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us about that. Yeah, and this is related also to what we talked about. But I'm going to go in a little more detail here. Um, in uh, in uh, let's see, early September of 2011. Um, I had someone reach out to me. Uh, she wanted advice about how to grow her business, and it was something I happened to know about. She was a she had a virtual assistance business, and I actually wrote one of the first books ever uh, on virtual assistance and virtual outsourcing. And um, so she reached out to me, and uh, within 15 minutes, I still remember the conversation. It was at a beachside cafe. And uh, within 15 minutes, it became so clear to me that she really wasn't very passionate about her business. And I said, look, um, what is it that you really want to do? She said, what I really love doing is transforming lives. I'm a life, I'd like to, you know, I'm a life coach. I says, really? And then she gave me some examples. She was a very dynamic young woman. And then my gut kicked in big time. I had no intention going into this meeting that I was going to ask her to do something for me that uh, literally changed my life uh, far greater than anything that's ever happened to me before. But on that gut and on a instinct, I said, 
you know, I've been thinking about this thing called Life 3.0 that, uh, you know, that I'm due for a change in my life, a big one. Would you be willing to help me and shepherd me through that process? And she took, she had this like double take, like she did not expect that turnaround at all. And then uh, kind of a funny look came over her face and she says, yes, I'll do it. And she was a catalyst to the transformation I talked about in where I drew the proverbial line in the sand of my life and actually helped me find how to open up my heart again. And forever, I will be grateful to, for her to, for that. But I don't believe her reaching out to me uh, was, was, uh, was an accident at all. I was literally dying inside and I needed, I, I knew I, I would have a great deal of problems doing this by myself. I had no clue how to do it myself. I needed this catalyst and she arrived, she showed up, I listened to my gut and uh, because of that I'm living the best time of my life ever despite having two forms of cancer and way more uncertainty, perceived uncertainty than I've ever had in my life before. That is a great story of following your yes. Yeah, that, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate you sharing all this with us. You bet. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.